You know what I love? Calzones, a good calzone. And one of my favorite things to do after the podcast is head over to Sauce on the Side in the Grove. You know the place. It's the place with the big calzone sign outside. Sauce on the Side offers a variety of calzones and salads. My personal favorite is the Roasty Toasty. It's pesto chicken, pine nuts, red onion, arugula with mozzarella, ricotta, and made-from-scratch pesto sauce. Mm, just delicious. Be sure to check out other great calzones, too, like the Meet Me in St. Louis, the Duke, Fatty B, and don't forget about the Sauce on the Side special calzone of the month. They also offer incredible salads like the Italian, Smokehouse, Beats Me, Caesar, Zen Garden, and my personal favorite, the Strawberry Fields. And if you're in a dessert mood, try one of the Sauce on the Side delicious dessert calzones, which include the Apple Pie, Nutella Banana, mm, and Special Dessert of the Month. Sauce on the Side has six locations in the greater St. Louis area, six including downtown, The Grove, Clayton, Twin Oaks, Chesterfield, Winsville, and soon-to-be St. Charles. Sauce on the Side offers safe and socially distanced dine-in, as well as contactless curbside pickup and delivery. For more information or to order online, visit their website at sauceontheside.com. Sauce on the Side appreciates your business and thanks you for your continued support during these trying times. That's Sauce on the Side. Today on the show, Camaro Jackson joins us to talk about tag team versus singles competition, his history with Alpha Omega, Black Wrestlers Matter, and what it takes exactly to be the quad father. It's all today on the Grandel Wrestling Podcast. Wrestling fans, welcome back to another edition of the Grandel Wrestling Podcast. I'm Ben Simon, joined today by a local favorite, Camaro Jackson. Camaro, welcome to the show. What's up, y'all? Hey, now before we start, recently on a World League Wrestling show, you were very rude to me, okay? I'm willing to put that behind us, Camaro Jackson, just so, you know, we can we can get you some love today on the air, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. And you're going to get us some listeners, and, mm -hmm. and we're going to have a great time, okay? For sure, for sure. All right, I just wanted to put that out That's there. my bad. That's my bad. I was a little... Too hype. For I, forgive I forgive you. I forgive Derek Stone and the Empire, they're bad news, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out World League Wrestling, by the way, if you're in St. Louis. <laughs> yes, sir. It's a good time. Um, now, Camaro Jackson, uh, one of the most improved uh, young wrestlers in the game. I guess I can still call you young wrestler. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, please. Um, you have your skills in the ring have grown by leaps and bounds in the past year. Your physique is amazing. My God. Uh, the Quad Father. It's official now. <laughs> I know they were calling you that for a while, but I got to announce you recently as the Quad Father, Camaro Jackson, for the first time officially. Um, what does it take exactly? Uh, that's the first question. What does it take <laughs> to be the Quad Father? So, man, uh, something I do to, like, keep my legs in shape because I really don't try to overtrain my legs because if I overtrain my legs, like, they'll, I'll get bigger. My body, like, gets ached. It expands so like I try to warm up doing something like like that's like body weight or like something where I'm moving around so let's say I'm going to the gym 
I'm training my uh, chest and biceps, but I'm going to do something to get my heart rate pumping. I'm going to do something that's count as cardio. So I'll do box jumps, uh, burpees, or I'll do uh, kettlebell swings, um, goblet squats. So holding the kettlebell to my chest, squatting, uh, body weight squats. I'll do stuff like that just to get me warm and just have an excuse for me to train my legs, but but without using like weights. Because if I use Man, like, when I was first started, like, lifting and working out, dude, I was getting big quick, like, quick, quick, quick. Like, I always, I'm all, I've always been an athlete, but once I stopped um, running track, I started lifting heavy, lifting heavy, lifting heavy, and I, I exploded. Didn't do an ounce of cardio, and I exploded. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to get this under control, because this is not, like, it was fine, but I didn't like it. It was just too much, too fast. So right. I had to get it under control. So I just do a variation of like things. Like I'll have my leg days, but like it'll be very rare. Where like you'll see me going to the gym. Like hey, I'm going to put, I'm going to ego lift and put eight plates on the uh, the leg extension machine and go at it. Nah, I just I'll warm up and do something pretty good, like a good cardio workout, or just to keep my blood sweating. But I really don't do nothing crazy and plus a lot of this is genetics too so thank god for that yeah man like i got i gotta try hard not to get too big you know, <laughs> you know lay off a little bit but yeah man that's really what i do honestly like i just keep it i try to keep it with like a good balance of like something that's real in the middle like i'll do something cardio based but also that's like a some sort of a lift too so i keep my strength but I also have that cardiovascular in my legs so I can keep moving around the ring. I keep running around because it can get, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I'm, I'm too, damn near 250. Mm-hmm. It's hard to move around like how I was when I was 225. It's tough. So I got to still try to figure out um, a good balance of, okay, I want to be big boy, but I still got to move. I got to be quick, be still quick on my feet. So. Absolutely. Man, we're going to deep dive into this. I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> if someone's going by the name of the Quad Father, they're going to tell you all about it. Yes, sir. Got to give you the origin, the the, the story arc of uh, the Quad Father, man. Hey, hey, let's go way back. The first time I ever heard of you or saw you was in 2017 in Kansas City. I just assumed you had grown up in Kansas City, but you're mm-hmm. actually a St. Louis guy uh, natively. Mm-hmm. Uh, How do you end up in Kansas City? So um, I went to school at UMKC, University of Missouri, Kansas City. Um, at the time, um, I was always a track athlete. So my freshman year, I ran track. It was probably the worst experience athletically that I've had in my life. Um, and I say that openly because, like, not going to bash the organization itself because it was a great organization. I just felt like it wasn't for me. So after my freshman year, I decided, like, okay, I think I'm just going to be a normal student. I'm just going to be normal. Then I also was like, well, you know what? I'm going to get a wrestling shot, maybe too. So, had you always been a fan of wrestling? Always, man. Since South Park, youngest I can remember was by like three or four. I remember, like the first match I saw was it four or five, three or four, some somewhere around like ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand. But I think it was two thousand because it was around when Kurt Angle first came around. All right. And uh, I know he he was, uh, I think it was him and The Rock, and The Rock was just beating the crap out of him. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. So, like, um, I don't know if you remember back in the day, 7-Eleven had the, um, they had the cups, the WWF cups. They oh, had. yeah. Hey, there was merch for everything. Dude, <laughs> I had the, uh, the Rock uh, WWF cup with, like, the big straw. I still have it, dude. Like, oh, my goodness, then, like. 
uh, I really got into wrestling like around 2001, 2002. Like I really, really, really got into it. But at the time, it was hard for me to watch it because I didn't have cable. So the only way I could watch it was I would have to wait till Saturday and to watch the bottom line. Right. And I used to come on uh, Channel 11 on the, the WB or CW, wherever you want to call it. Uh, I used to wa watch the recap show. I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. I found it. Yeah. So then when I got cable, and then I was like, oh, snap, this comes on Mondays? Let's go. It was lit. Then I found... Um, then I found SmackDown. Then it was really on the pop, and me and my grandparents used to watch SmackDown faithfully when I was a kid. Faithfully, oh my goodness. Um, when I got older, around what oh five oh six, um, back during the uh, King Booker era. Oh my goodness, my grandmother hated King Booker, hated Queen Charmelle. She loved them when they were faces, of course, but when they turned, my granny was like, oh my God, that is such an ugly woman and an ugly man. Oh my, <laughs> they're so ugly. Oh my granny. She's like, no, no, they, they, she's so ugly. So, such an ugly man. But let John Cena come on that screen. Ooh, that's a fine, mm, mm, mm. Oh my granny, what you doing, granny? You can't do this shit. She's like, boy, shut up. <laughs> is, your, is your grandmother still around? No, she passed away in 20, 2019. Man, that that that's a shame. I'd like to meet. Her. Oh my goodness, hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Just a just a, a clown. My granny was hilarious, dude. Oh my god. It's so it's so funny how winning something like the King of the Ring tournament can give a man like King Booker such a fine and regal <laughs> accent. When you say, um, and and then he just they dropped it when someone else won the tournament. <laughs> yeah, man, it was hilarious back in the day. It was good times though. Um, so you wanted to give wrestling a try. Mm -hmm. So you hit up the NWL Training and Performance Center, mm -hmm. which is not like a regular thing around yeah. here, okay? Yeah. Funded by a multi-millionaire, Major yeah. Baisden, uh, with the National Wrestling League, which ran from 2017 to 2018. Mm -hmm. And you were, if not the first, amongst the first trainees at the Performance Center. Mm -hmm. How did you get in there, and what was that like in North Kansas City? So... My roommate was friends with uh, Robbie, the strength and conditioning coach. And they used to work out at the same gym. Robbie Meserly. And um, he told me about it. He was like, hey, man, you should try to get this a shot. He showed me the um, the post. It was the post of Derek, Derek Stone. And it was telling like who he was, where he came from. And I'm like, hmm, should I do it? He's like, yeah, why not? I was like, I don't know. But you know what? Before I talk about that, I want to go back a little sure. bit earlier, a little bit earlier. So 2013, after I gave up track, I actually did a Harley race camp. Um, it was 2013. My, it was like my sophomore year, freshman year. End of my, I think it's end of my sophomore year, one, one or two. So it may have been 2014. I'm not sure, but I did a Harley race camp. So it was, shoot, I can't even tell you who was with, at the camp with me. Uh, it was quite a few people. I'm sure there's a group photo out there somewhere. Yeah, I have to find it on my Facebook, but Leland was there, Harley was there, uh, Stacy was there, um, Deaf math, uh, math Magician, uh, Johnny Rock was there, uh, Kyle Roberts was there. Um, this was like back when Leland had hair. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, it's tough to remember back then, but I remember those days. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, it was a three-day camp, um, Friday through Sunday. It was... It was a crazy experience because, like, the first day we did, like, 300 Hindu squats. And I was like, 
what is this? Then once we got in the ring, we bumped around, did stuff in the ring. Then we went to the gym to go work. I was like, oh, this is real. Then once we left the gym, we came back to the to the arena, did more Hindo squats. And I'm like, God, did more ring stuff. I said, oh, okay. Now this was after they had moved from Eldon to Troy, right? Yeah, they were in okay. Troy, yep. So like, I'm trying to learn how to do bumps and I kept bumping on my butt then Harley just mm. he stops what he's doing is like hey if you keep bumping on your ass you're gonna get an intro you know how Harley <laughs> used to talk I was like yes sir <laughs> so it was cool um obviously I didn't uh end up training then but like it was a great like um, it was a great bridge to start building for that. Like, okay, this is something I definitely want to do. Not right now because, like, I was still early in my collegiate career. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to focus on that before I started a new adventure. So fast forward to end of 2016. Dude, uh, I'm so glad you just told that story, though. I had no idea you were in a Harley lot, race lot camp. A lot of people didn't know. Full circle. A lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fast forward, end of 2016, like around December, um, I go to the uh, tryout. I meet Derek. Derek, oh my God. I can talk about Derek all day. He was so like welcoming. Like when he first saw him, he was like, hey man, how are you? Da 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 da. da. Oh, okay. You never, you've done this before, maybe once or twice. You know, I told him about the Harley Kim. He's like, oh, okay. It's just so welcoming, so helpful. Um, I did the tryout. It was great. Then, like, literally probably the next day, not even 24 hours, um, he messaged me like, hey, man, I really would like to see you try to do this. Like, he went out his way to come find me on Facebook, add me and all of that stuff, messaged me saying, hey, I want to help you. I, wanna, I think you have the potential to do this and that and that. So I'm like, oh, okay. You, you thought I did okay? <laughs> so um, he told me that what the deal was. Like, hey, I want you to um, come down the train. And at the time, man, I didn't have a like a, a, a for sure way to get the training, cause it, when we first started, it was the uh, facility was in Lenexa, Kansas, and I stayed in Kansas City. I stayed probably in the deeper part of Kansas City that's not even close to Kansas. So like, for me to get to Lenexa, Kansas, I, it was a two-hour bus drive. So I'm like, okay, I'll get this a shot. I'm I'm in Kansas City in school by myself. Um, why not? No car, I guess. No car. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll do what I could do. So I figured it out. I mapped the route. I looked at the bus schedule. I'm like, okay, it's a two-hour bus ride. I get off work around 2. By the time I get there, it'll be around 4 or whatever, whatever time training was. So at uh, one of my friends uh, that started to do the trainings with me, but he didn't end up doing it because he was a full-time cheerleader, but he, he gave me um, – Chris Jericho's book. I forget which book it was. I have it at home. Lion's Tale? I think, believe it was Lion's Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two Chris Jericho book, books, I think. I think Chris Jericho has two books. Did he see that two? Or was it three? I don't oh my know. God, he has a third? I don't know. I think he only has two. I don't know, man. Okay, well, regardless, he had a Chris <laughs> Jericho book. I had a book, and I would read it on the bus for the two hours every time I would go to the uh, training. Um, and I, I feel like I learned so much from that book. And it's like, I knew what to expect going into it. It was like a little cheat sheet. And like, it's crazy because like a lot of the stuff I read from that book, it still, it still translates, still resonates from like my career now. So I'll, I'll take the two hour bus ride, get to the uh, school. Oh man, let's talk about the first time I actually did the, uh, I went to go, I was gonna go training. I was on the bus two hours, I get there, it's dark. I'm walking, cause the bus stop 
ends at a certain point. So I had to walk about what, 10, 12 minutes to get to the actual facility. So I'm walking, cool. I look, no one's in there. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'm early. It's about seven. I'm like, maybe, whatever, maybe I'm early. So I go next door to like, it's like a, a strength and conditioning place. I'm like, hey, um, I'm a trainee here. I was like, wonder, you know, if they're coming today. He's like, I don't know. Uh, I didn't hear anything. I think they canceled. So I messaged Derek, like, hey, man, where are you guys? I'm here. He's like, oh, shoot, man, I canceled training today. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man, I got to go back home. Right. So, but, you know, it was funny with that. Like, I ended up getting a ride home for one of my friends. I ended up uh, calling someone. And luckily enough, they were in the area to be able to take me home. So that was fine. And I ended up going back the following week, uh, actually training. I got in the ring with a little bit, and what's funny about that, it was that probably my fourth time in the ring, it was KOD, Mike Outlaw, Dak Draper, uh, Bo Brady, uh, Moonshine, Mantel, like all these dudes in there, and I'm the only, like, the Regal Twins, all these dudes in there, I'm the only new guy. I'm like, oh. I got it. Well, the, I, I, the Regals weren't completely new, but I know they were yeah. definitely newer, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, all right, then. Yeah. So they're doing roles, and I'm like, what's this? <laughs> so KOD shows me how to do the roles, how to tuck my leg behind my leg. I'm like, what the heck? Then we're doing lockups. Outlaws locking up with me. Then they were doing, they were doing this one drill. It was like a... Um, hip toss to a backslide. I'm like, okay, I can do that. It, I, I watched it like 20 times. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to show them I can do this. They're going to like it. So when I did it, I couldn't do it. <laughs> what, 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 you couldn't do it? What went no, wrong? No, me, it wasn't wrong. I was just, I had it in my head like, okay, I'm going to show them that I can do it. Like, uh -huh. it's my fourth time being here. I can do it. It's tight. Like, I did it, but like, it wasn't like how it could have been cleaner. You know what I mean? You know, right. perfectionist in wrestling. But it was fine. No, um, they eventually, uh, that Derek had Dak go out to the outside of the ring and work with me and do some stuff, do some basic stuff. And Dak was very, very helpful in my very early stages of my training. Like, he taught me a lot of, like, cool stuff that, like, sometimes I'll pull out of the back of my pocket when I'm training my kids. And, like, hey, you guys should, should, should do this when you guys do this. Um, and that was pretty cool. Then always at the end of training, like, <laughs> I hated this. Derek would have everyone Bill throw me out the corner. So okay. all the full-time guys. All right, Bill throw him. All right, give him a drop kick or something. Just bump me around. But Which was, is like a big hip toss out of the corner mm -hmm. where you go up in the air and do a flip and land mm -hmm. on your back. It was fine, though. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I got to earn my stripes, whatever. <laughs> but it was, it was reps, learning how to bump right, learning how to take these moves. So it was fine, man. Um, then eventually, the, the Lenexa location, we ended up switch going to North Kansas City. And oh my God, that facility was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It had a, had weights. It had a ring. Uh, it had a, a like a lounge area, showers, locker rooms. You name it. It was perfect. And like the bus drive, it was less now. It was probably a thirty minute bus drive. I'm like cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I ain't got to worry about that because that was just going through downtown Kansas City, then going to North KC, which is literally next to each other. So I'm like, I bet. So it was cool, man. Um, then I would train, uh, what, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, so three times a week, sometimes four, depending on the situation. 
and I was always in Derek's ears, like, man, can I do something today? Can I do something today? And sometimes he wouldn't be there, but he'll have, like, one of the full-time guys there with me. And usually, uh, for the most part, it will always either be a Dak Draper or a Bo Brady there to help me out with some stuff. Then eventually, once I got a little bit better in my training, he would actually invite me to come down and train with the full-time guys. Now, I never told him this, but that really scared the heck out of me when he used to invite me. Because I'm like, oh, my God, why? <laughs> why am I going with them? Can I train the people who's on my level? Mm-hmm. But, like, now that I think about it, it was like when I think about it now, being four years in, I'm like, wow, that was his way of saying, like, okay, you're getting better. You need to get better. Like, you need to be pushed more. That was his way of him throwing me into the lines then with people who have been working for five-plus years. Um and I left out a name, Jake Durden. Oh my goodness! Like, there's a lot of good talent so, around this area. It was era. so much good talent, like especially Jake. Oh my goodness! So like, just going down there, having like different kind of like feedback and having different kind of like training perspectives from like those type of guys, and I'm just like, wow! Like, I'm overwhelmed, but at the same time, like, I get it. Like, it's it's in the, it's in my head because now that I'm more seasoned, it's it's leaking out more and more each day like especially when we ha- used to have like the um tpc shows so derek had these tpc shows once a month every wednesday like every night once a month every Wednesday. that doesn't make sense <laughs> once a month on a wednesday so um now, a tpc show was just, just like a, a i think it was a free show mm-hmm. where the fans could come in and watch the trainees have their mm-hmm. matches so like it'll have the trainees versus the full-time guys so my very first match at the tpc show was against I believe Sterling, Sterling uh, Regal, and it was great. It was I was just nerve wracking, but great. Um, this this the 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 experience of wrestling someone who's been wrestling in front of like an actual crowd wrestling, um, just just a different tone, different pace, man. It was great. Then eventually, probably a month later, I had my actual debut for the NWL or Russell Gill Rogers, uh, where we Fox himself, man. Oh, another great person. Oh my goodness. I learned so much from him. He's amazing. There's a lot you took out of the Kansas city years, um, or year as it was, but, uh, one of the men in your career that I think will forever be intertwined, mm-hmm. at least in the fans' minds, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about him, of course, Will Lowe, mm-hmm. also known as Kenny Alfonso. Mm-hmm. You guys made up Alpha Omega mm-hmm. as a tag team. No one, and this is the very least, uh, I'm saying, no team had a better call and response with the fans than you did. Alpha Omega. Yeah, man. Immediately, the fans are always fired up to see you guys. What was your history with Will, and what made you guys such a good tag team? Dude, honestly, like, it was it was Derek's idea. Like, because the, the name Alpha Omega, it, 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 the idea came from the fact that I'm actually in the in, in fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So he's like, hey, man, why don't you take that and do something with that in wrestling? I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, why don't you... And he's like, he paired me and Will up at a TPC show. He's like, okay. We're gonna do this with you. We're gonna try to do this with you. So we tried to do the fraternity thing at first, and it was okay, but it wasn't like ah. So, I totally missed that. You guys were a fraternity game. Yeah, yeah. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was okay at first, but it became <laughs> something different once we became we we got more reps. We became grew as performers, and like, man, like it was like 
we I don't know, man. Like we like this, mm-hmm. like this, cause Will gets me. Tight, man. Will gets me, dude. Like when when we were ever on the we used to be on the road. Uh, whenever we did matches, like he understood, like he understands, like what 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 we need to what what our job is, what we have to do, what we what we have to accomplish, like. It's easy just to go in there like, hey, if I saw him on the street and we wanted to wrestle two bums, easy, easy money, easy money. And we I promise you we can get the whole city to come see it easily. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant, but, man, ah, oh, that brother there. Kenny Alfonso, ladies and gentlemen. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at the Kenny Alfonso because he is the man, period. It's been a little bit since I've seen him, you know, pandemic aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys showed up in World League Wrestling. Mm-hmm. You were in Dynamo Pro mm-hmm. here in St. Louis. And, it, I mean, Alpha Omega is no more, mm-hmm. but it, there wasn't really a, a breakup. It's just you're going your separate ways, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's like one of those things like, okay. Because we talked about, like, okay, what if we do this and that? Then, like, the pandemic happened. Then I'm like, okay, well... Why don't we just give it a shot by ourselves around to see how it goes? I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's crazy because, like, I really miss being a tag wrestler because tag team wrestling, like, good tag team wrestling, like, hardly exists anymore. Like, there's good tag team wrestling, but, like, tag team wrestlers, like, people who actually connect with each other, it's so much deeper, man. And, like... If you put me and him together in any situation, we're going to connect with any and every situation person anybody period uh why do you think there aren't that many like regular tag teams on the independent scene i saw man if i'm gonna be completely honest because there's no realness there's no rawness there's no there's that brotherhood and that friendship isn't there with most people because you can tell right off the bat if you see airwolf and his brother Mm -hmm. you know they're a tag team if you see Top flight, man. If you see Mike's side of Matt's side of you look at them. You know they're a tag team. They look the same. They may not act the same or walk the same, but they 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 have the same tendencies. They have the, almost the same brain. So like it's cohesive. They're a cohesive unit. You have most guys who are just two singles guys coming together, and it doesn't work out. And it's and you know people have different tastes. They have different whatever. That's fine, but. If you look at FTR, come on, man. Come on, man. If you look at the Young Bucks, you look at the Rockers, if you look at Demolition, if you look at the, uh, the, uh, 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 the, uh, Brain Busters. Oh, my God, the Brain Busters. Like, bro, like. I the, think I saw them on AEW this past week. Like, if, that's <laughs> tag team wrestling. That right. is real tag team wrestling. That is what tag team wrestling is, was, it will forever be about. So, like, when you get guys who just go in there and don't understand it, it's like, ah, you're spitting on the foundation of what tag team wrestling means. So, I just feel like people don't take time to learn that history. Um of tag team wrestling or try to understand it and try to like figure out okay what does it mean so whatever one of the things that wrestling fans online will notice about your social media is that you have been part of the movement of representation in wrestling recently as regards to uh black wrestlers with black wrestlers matter and different shows like that mm-hmm. i know you're very passionate about it and i i think that I'd like to have you talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you get into that? I mean, what's it all about? So I just feel like this. 
uh, being a black wrestler, peer in general, is very important, especially like just having someone to look up to. Having someone, like when I was a kid, man, like I had black wrestlers, black wrestlers look up to when I was on TV. You had, you had The Rock, you had Booker T, you had Farouk, you had uh, Mark Henry, you had these guys, larger than life guys doing these cool things. I'm like, man, I want to be just like that. And now that I'm in a position to where like I have, I have kids myself, man. They look up to stuff like that. They look up to me. They, they, they want someone to look up to. They want someone that looks like them doing these cool things. Like, wow, maybe one day I can achieve that same goal. Like, I can be that same person. And representation matters, man, period. No matter, not even not even just with me, but, like, with someone who's from Asia, who's from uh, Mexico, Puerto Rico, whatever you want to call it. But, like, when you see someone who looks like you on TV, when you see someone who looks like you making a change, standing up for themselves, you're like, okay. I'm going to be like that person. And that just creates a ripple effect of positivity. Man, that's what we need more. We just need more representation amongst each other. Every every culture, really. Not just me. It's important in every culture, on every level. But, like, when it comes to the Black Wrestlers Matters, oh, my goodness, like, the shows, like, we have something that's us. We have something that's focused on us for once. Like, it's okay to have your your good wrestlers who don't look like us, but it's also important to have wrestlers who are the same skin tone as us, the same whatever, come from the same background as us. It's important to have those wrestlers only because we don't get that at all, really, on the independent circuit, even on the higher-level circuit. You don't see that much. Well, now you do with WWE if you look at all the champions, but you don't see that much in his, from a historical standpoint. Um... It's always the same, oh, textbook, white wrestler, textbook, white wrestler, or whatever, whatever, whatever. That's fine. If they're good, they deserve the opportunity, period. But there are also people who are me, who are like Mike Outlaw, who are like Kenny Alphonse, who are like Tootie Lynn Ramsey, who deserve an opportunity to show their skills. And I feel like it's important to try to recognize that. Now, the wrestling talent pool is deep. But you have to be able to stick your hand in there and see that talent that's trying to break through and like, hmm, let me take a look at them. Let me let me see what they're about. So that's why I feel like the Black Wrestlers Matter show or for the culture is very important because it highlights those wrestlers who don't get those same opportunities, those same chances to be highlighted from these other promotions who are. And I'm not going to and I don't want to sound bitter in saying this, but who book these same faces, who put on the same faces from these same shows. Like, you, you're booking XYZ five times a month. Same card, same scenario. Why don't you mix it up a little bit? Why don't you book B? Why don't you book A? Why don't you book G? And pair them with XYZ. You know what I mean? You don't have to fire XYZ, but give B, G, D, E, F, whatever, a chance to show XYZ is not your only option out there. So... Man, we're going to have a whole alphabet rumble here. <laughs> Man, and they're all on the card. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we got, we're running low on time here. So mm-hmm. I want, I want to, uh, before we get to the juicy part of the show, mm-hmm. to finish up, uh, Bobby Lashley recently nice. won the World yes. Heavyweight Championship. I know I'm cherry picking one instance, but to me, I thought this was a big yes, deal. Yes, yes, Were you watching this? Yes, I was at training. 
And, um, I was just looking. I have a I have a, a legal streaming website that I watch oh, my legal, wrestling on. Legal streaming, yes. And I was peeking like, hmm, okay. I just had my phone. I'm trying to train. I had my phone, and I just see him. And like when I saw him actually win, I was like, whoa! Finally, finally, because like Bobby Lash is a dude like who's legit undeniable. Like you could not deny his greatness. Like even like his first run in WWE, you knew something was a, was great about him. Mm-hmm. You knew that he was going to be on the cusp of greatness. So when he left, he went to Impact. He was world champion there. Um, when he did MMA, he was a great MMA uh, fighter there. Came back to WWE, did some things, and now he's world champion. Like undeniable, undeniable. Like you can't deny someone who looks that good, who's a phenomenal wrestler, a phenomenal person. Good things are going to happen. Period. Amen to that. All right, it's time. Uh-oh. Now, I, I just sprung this on you right before we started <laughs> recording, so I don't know if you're going to have anything good. Uh-huh. But I want to know Camaro Jackson's horror story. Okay. The baddest, the saddest, the maddest, whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you have for us today? Okay. So, probably one of the worst horror stories. Scary. Not necessarily... Scary. Yeah, not necessarily something that happened in a promotion, but something that happened while we were on our way to a show. So it's me, uh, Tootie, and Will, and Outlaw. We're on our way to Proven Ground Pro, Illinois, around around the Springfield area. Um, So we're driving. Will catches a flat tire. All right, cool, no problem. Outlaw asks Will, hey, do you have a spare? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> so I look at Al, I'm like, huh? You don't have a spare? And I look at Will, like, where are we? So we wait like a good 15 minutes before actually checking in the back to see if he had a spare. He turns out he had a spare. <laughs> All right, cool. Yay. We put the spare on. We start driving. The spare goes flat. All right. Now, now mind you, we're on the other side of the highway, and... The highway on the other, we could, so we have to cross over to the other side of the highway to get to the gas station. Or if we kept straight on the highway we were on, we would probably been miles away from the next gas station. So we're trying to figure out a plan. We're we're stuck. And, and no one has roadside assistance, no, I guess, of course, at this point. Of course not. <laughs> right. So we're stuck in the middle of Illinois, in the boondock country, whatever. So then this minivan pulls up, like, hey, I want you guys need help. So dude tries to, like, um, he tries to see if he has a spare tire. He doesn't. So he basically leads us out into the highway. Oh, my goodness, there are cars flying. I'm like, okay, we can do this. So we cross over to the highway. Fine. But the other side was worse than the other part. I'm like, okay, we're going to die. <laughs> the day after the day we die. Tootie's in the front crying. Oh, no. Outlaw's like, hey, just calm down. It's cool. I'm in the back like, eyes big. Mouth shut, but eyes big. I'm like, yeah, bro, this don't look too good. Because <laughs> the guy in front of us is moving slow, and cars are just passing him by. I'm like, oh, he's going down with us. I'm oh, like, it's a wrap. So we're trying to go. Will's trying to speed, but like he's trying to drive on the rocks, but the rocks are like, we're not moving. We're like probably going two miles an hour, dude. So like, were you on like gravel or something? Yeah. And it was nerve wracking. 
like cars are flying, tooties screaming and kicking. I'm just in the back, like, lean on me with your nostrils. <laughs> I was trying to be calm. Will was trying to drive. Like it was a, it was, it was crazy. But we ended up getting over to the other side. Thank you, the maker. We made it. Um, we, unfortunately, we had to leave Will car in Illinois because he um, couldn't find a spare tire for him. So luckily, Tootie had family in that area to come get us, take us home. So it was all good in that scenario. Did you make the show? No, we did not. Oh man, there goes half the show. We did not make the show. We had a three. Sh- we had a uh, three shows that weekend, so we ended up making the other two. But we did not make that show, and that was a Friday. So a great start to our wrestling weekend. Mm. Yeah, that's never fun when that happens. Well, thank you for sharing your wrestling horror story. Thank As you, always, yeah. is appreciated. Kamara, uh, how can the fans follow you online? So on Instagram and Twitter, I have the same at name is at Hill Camaro. So H E E L Camaro, like the car. C A M A R O, and that's from my Instagram and Twitter. A tremendous. And for the podcast, hey, hope you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Be sure to follow us across all platforms. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Grandel Wrestling and on Twitter at Grandel Wrestle. My name is Ben Simon. I am at the Ben Simon on Twitter whenever I'm on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's here and there. And we want to thank Midcoast Media for hosting us once again today on the Grandel Wrestling Podcast. The producer is Joey O'Farrell. The engineer today has been Ryan Torpia. Camaro, thanks for joining us, and we will see you all next time here on the Grandel Wrestling Podcast. Until then, so long Peace. from the Show Me State. Peace out. <laughs>